Welcome to the Soul Traveler Podcast, an exploration of conscious living with your host, Jennifer Mitchell of The Soul Experience. Join Jennifer as she explores the quantum realms of the subconscious mind and all aspects of spirituality. Driven by curiosity and a thirst for knowledge, topics will stretch the boundaries of your imagination and revive your mind, body, and soul. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Soul Traveler Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Mitchell, and today I am here with Nicole DeCristofaro, who is a medical, intuitive, and spiritual mentor. Welcome to the show, Nicole. Thank you, Jennifer. It's great to be here. Yes, I'm really excited to chat with you about your work and what you do. I would love, though, if you could start off, of course, by telling listeners a little bit about your journey and how you got into this line of work. Sure. Well, it definitely wasn't planned, as I think all of us <laughs> find that. When I became interested in the healing arts, it was due to my mother having colon cancer, mm -hmm. and I really wanted to find something that would heal her, help her. So I went down the holistic path because, of course, I saw what the effects of chemotherapy and Western medicine were doing, having on her. And I thought, God, there has to be something out there or maybe something that can work with Western medicine. And I also knew my mom was a very spiritual person. She was that woman that was like into astrology and iris reading and past life work. Mm -hmm. Like when I, when I was a kid, I thought that was all like weird. <laughs> and I was kind of embarrassed by that. But now that I'm older, of course, and, and into all this stuff myself, I'm like, oh, okay, she was searching, right? Mm -hmm. Like she was searching for something. So really that's how I came into it is I started to learn different modalities of healing to help my mother while she was going through that period in her life. And I found that even though my mom passed in 2008, that the healing work and the energy work that I was learning helped me um, process the grief mm -hmm. and everything that came along with her passing. And it also gave me an opportunity to communicate with my mom spirit to spirit after she passed to have like some closure mm -hmm. around some things that I was carrying with me, like the guilt of not doing enough for her or all the things that I was just experiencing. So that was my journey into this place, but that it didn't really continue on there. It stopped for a bit because I felt the responsibility of being a healer was too great. And so I said, this isn't for me. No, I'm not going to do this anymore. And my path went a different way for a while until I picked it up <laughs> until I came the, the road, you know, met me again where I was. <laughs> was there something that called you back to this work specifically, like an event or something that happened in your life? Yes, it was kind of an interesting thing. I was at the time I'm what was called a love mentor. Mm -hmm. So I was trained by a woman who helps others in their dating life and their love life. And so that was the work that I felt called to because many reasons. Mm -hmm. But I was doing that for many years and I was talking to a friend that I had met in a business Facebook group. We were like accountability buddies and I was having a little bit of a challenge with like moving forward with my professional life. Like, okay, I'm going to build these offers and do this work and blah, blah, blah. And I was just stuck. Like I was doing all the busy work, but not really doing the big work. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think we can all relate to that. Yeah. And she said, you know, Nicole, I'm getting this, like, I'm hearing these words and I don't know what they mean. And she wasn't a spiritual, like really like into it. Like I was, she was more like business management mm -hmm. type of person. So that wasn't her forte. 
And she goes, I don't know what these words mean, but I'm getting medical intuitive. And when she said that, like something within me, it felt like someone called my name. Like it was some truth, like to that word, those words. And she goes, I don't even know what that is. And I said, well, I'm kind of familiar with that, but thank you for sharing that. And whoever gave you those words, I'm going to, I'll look into it. And my path just went like immediately to where I was supposed to be at the Academy of Intuition Medicine. It was like all, everything lined up to bring me to that place. So it was really, I trust that the universe, my mother, I don't know who was guiding me, but that's how it happened again. Yeah. When the universe calls, it has such unique ways of pulling us into exactly what we're meant to do. Can you walk us through what exactly is a medical intuitive? Like what, what does that mean? What happens when we come, when somebody comes to you for a session or? Sure. So a lot of people are interested in either some type of like healing, like something's going on for them, maybe physically, some people maybe spiritually, Mm -hmm. energetically, like there's a host of reasons, but what they're looking for is some type of holistic approach to whatever they're going through. So as a medical intuitive, I'm looking at the person's spiritual, emotional, mental, physical blueprint or energy fields. And I'm getting an idea, and this isn't coming from me, it's greeting the higher self and their spirit Mm -hmm. and getting the answers from them. Or I often use a healing guide and energy that I was introduced to when I started this journey. And this guide works with me as an intermediary. Mm -hmm. So it kind of gives me that ability to sit back and be more neutral and be the observer. So either working with the guide or the person's spirit, I ask questions or I ask to be shown what is causing this illness or ailment, because there's always a, a spiritual source to someone's illness or ailment. And when I am shown something, like, for example, maybe I see something like kind of dark and murky in a chakra area, I'll say, oh, it looks like, you know, I'm getting that your third chakra has some like stuck energy in it. And, And then I take that information and I use the different tools I have in my tool belt to either eradicate, heal or help bring relief to the client. So it's always trying to get to the source. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the source is, could be something in their lineage, in a past life, you know, it could be something else besides like a present time Mm -hmm. situation. But I'm always shown like the first thing that they're ready to heal because sometimes people aren't ready to heal the big thing, right? So... And so I do quantum healing hypnosis, and it sounds very similar to what I do. I just think we have different techniques to get to that point. So I utilize the gateway of hypnosis and we'll talk to the subconscious mind of the client, but very similar to what you're saying, I often find that the root cause of illness is either an event that happened either in a past life or something as a young child or something that they're not letting go of, a situation, you know, like anger or sadness that has not been dealt with and has been left unaddressed and has manifested into something so much bigger that is now causing physical ailments. So I love hearing like all about different techniques because there's so many different ways, especially now in this day and age when people, you know, when we're bringing more light to holistic healing and alternative methods, there's so many ways that people can really receive the help that they, they need. 
So when we talk about past lives and we chatted a little bit about this online, how do you access a past life? So is that through the similar processes of what you just mentioned, you know, through your intuition and maybe utilizing your guide? How exactly do you bring that forward for a client? So what I do, so my training has um, a blend of Western shamanic techniques in it. So it's about like having access to outside wisdom mm-hmm. that we can source. So what I typically do is I have, I, I really get the client grounded in their body, you know, fully present. And then I ask them if I can receive information from a source and, and the sources, we call it different things, Supreme Being Court or Wisdom Council, or Wisdom mm-hmm. Forum, but it's basically a place where the wisdom, the energy of this higher wisdom resides and it's kind of the intermediary to their Akashic records mm-hmm. where I can ask questions or look at a past life timeline. And that's typically how I work is I ask to view the client's past life timeline. And I know that time isn't linear, right? So that, like we see it. But I just look at ancient time and, you know, present life. And for me, it comes up in a a certain visual way. And I look for the blips. Like I get it as like either like I'm drawn to a certain area on their timeline. And then I kind of move in closer to that and ask questions and get more information. I usually do that with their spirit, like their higher self. I'll ask, is this the time that I would be helpful for my client if we look into, and then I get like pictures or words or different, you know, information to help understand. And I enjoy the past life work a lot because I feel like we all have stuff that (laughs) we've carried over that hasn't been healed because who is healing their themselves in these, you know, previous versions of themselves who probably didn't have the awareness that we have now. Mm -hmm. And a lot of our past lives, were meant to happen for a reason, right? To get us to where we are today. So, but usually that comes to me and then I ask their spirit or I ask the, the wisdom council, like what would help bring this to completion? And typically there's like contract work or agreements that are tied to that. I know I had a really major healing over that where there was a contract that was causing me some serious issues and like really affecting me. And when I was able to resolve that and kind of eradicate that contract, because you do have choice, you're not beholden to everything, then I no longer had the symptoms. I no longer had the issues that I was having. So typically it's to look at like what unfinished business is still hanging out, right? Or still there. And then I use different healing techniques, a different, I'm in the vein of vibrational medicine. So it's frequency, different color involved in the healing and accessing different Mm. wavelengths for that person's healing. Yes. I do want to dive into frequency. I have that on my list of questions, but I would like to go back real quick because one thing that you mentioned is, you know, that space where you can connect and sometimes like guides will come through. And I'm very familiar with that area through my line of work. Once we do the past life regression and we go kind of through that death experience under hypnosis, we find ourselves in that space that you're talking about. I guess, you know, we, we call it in between lives, like a between life, but that's where guides come through. Oftentimes mm-hmm. the council will come forward with information mm-hmm. or the watchers as they're called. So it's a really fun place. And absolutely also think it is the gateway and that we are connecting and pulling information from the Akashic records. Like, 
So I, I love that space. Like when we, when it really comes through clearly for the client and the client is like a clear channel to re- receive that information, so many fun things can happen and come through and a lot of great healing in that space. So you mentioned frequency and I did want to ask you about frequency and how does that play into your work specifically about earth's frequency and like how can we connect with earth frequency? I'm so glad you brought that up because grounding Mm. and earth energy is like the foundation of the work I do. And when I work with new clients that maybe are new to all this, I'm like, look, you've probably heard of grounding and all these things, but this is a whole other level. And what I want you to understand that is that like we're, we have access to an unlimited supply of healing energy. And this energy is helpful in removing things from our body that are stuck, but it's also helpful to give us that like presence, Mm -hmm. that centeredness that feels like, like when you're like standing in, and you're in a place of power and strength and courage, that's what it feels like to really be grounded. And you're in the present. You're not like thinking about what happened yesterday or what's going to happen tomorrow. You're fully aware, like looking around you fully in the present. And it's tough for our modern day life to be in that space. Mm -hmm. So what I tell people to do is because we're planning, right? We're doing all these things. We're always at a present time. So what I say, set an intention that you're going to be connected to the earth. And I have them learn how to do a root chakra to earth grounding connection. And they create what's called a grounding sanctuary in the center of the earth. And this flow of energy is coming up into their feet, into their body. And that earth energy is just keeping the space clear and keeping your energy in the present time. And throughout the day, kind of like checking in with yourself, like how grounded am I? And I teach them this technique of like using a gauge of where they are in their level of grounding. And I have a chart of like what it feels like to be ungrounded Mm -hmm. and what it feels like to be grounded with emotional, physical, different symptoms that you can diagnose yourself. So I really want them to have that awareness of like, oh, this is happening. So obviously I could use a little bit more grounding and gravity grounding or using the earth's energy and imagining that frequency coming into your body. They're all different ways to get grounded. And some people like to walk outside and get grounded or be in nature. I say that like, whatever works for you, use it because I'm not someone that's going to be walking outside barefoot all the time. So that's not my thing to get grounded, but I can always use imagery, feeling, sensation, and just affirmation because energy follows your thoughts and intention, right? I'm just chuckling because when you said we can't just go outside and ground all the time, uh, we went to, I'm going to share a little story. We went to lunch with a friend, me and my husband, and this friend goes outside of the restaurant and takes off his shoes and starts like grounding like right outside of the restaurant. And my husband didn't, he's not really familiar with that type of stuff. He's like, what is he doing? And I said, you know, my husband's name's Carl. I'm like, Carl, it's called grounding. <laughs> and he's like, well, why is he grounding right now in the middle of lunch? And I was like, that I can't answer. But I just got to chuckle because then you're like, we can't just do that. But some people do. <laughs> Some people do, but you know, if I'm on a call with someone, I'm not going to be like, hold on, I'm going to go outside and get grounded, like, right? Literally, yeah. the food is just delivered yeah. to the table and he just runs outside. And I was just like, well, okay. <laughs> you know what? For each of them, yeah. right? good for him that he's like, no, I'm going to do this now. <laughs> he just got inspired. So, you know, I know that there's some people out there who are skeptics. I mean, they're, they're everywhere. And I also, I find myself like a really logical person too. And I know that there's a lot of science behind 
grounding like what research is there or like how do we know or can we you know really see the effects besides just feeling it is there any research you know or, or scientific articles or anything that support you know the benefits of grounding yes i'm so glad you asked because i'm a very logical yeah. person too and one thing i nerded out about when i was at the academy is that everything we're learning has like research papers and different studies done mm -hmm. so like it's not just like oh here's this foo-foo <laughs> idea it's like no, this is what they studied and these neuroscientists or, you know, different people in the science community studied and actually proved. And have you heard of the book or, and there was a short film made as well called Earthy? No, I have not. So I'd love to hear about it. <laughs> oh, you would love this. So I won't go into the long details about it, but there's a book called Earthy mm -hmm. and there's actually products now, grounding products. There's mats, shoes, bed sheets, everything. But with this, yes. Yeah, so this gentleman was in the telecommunications industry and he ended up partnering with different doctors like neurologists, orthopedic doctors. But basically they wrote this book and it has all the scientific data about how we as a human, you know, our society has disconnected ourselves from the earth's healing frequency by wearing rubber mm -hmm. soled shoes and all these products mm -hmm. that keep us separate from receiving earth's energy. And he, this gentleman had trouble sleeping and that was the, like kind of the first thing and started to have other health problems. And then his mother developed some health problems. And what he started to do was build this like grounding rod to bed instrumentation to, you know, infuse his body with the natural properties of the Earth's electromagnetic field and started to show improvements and results. And, and it was a variety of things like arthritis, wow. heart issues, blood pressure issues, like so many issues that the earth's energy was showing significant improvement using. And so grounding has so many health benefits. And one of the things that I, I feel it's really helpful for is calming the nervous system. Mm -hmm. and, and especially if you're someone that has trouble getting to sleep, like your mind's racing and all that, like earth energy is super supportive for that because you think about like where our frequency is and our energy and then the earth's frequency well lately it's been kind of <laughs> jumping and changing like the planet's evolving but it's a very low like think of a mother's heartbeat and you're the child in the womb mm -hmm. right that's what i always try to like give that sense of you know if you're in the womb and you're hearing your mother's heartbeat like this is the pulse of the planet yeah. and it's soothing and healing for you. Yeah, if you haven't seen the the Earthing movie, it's on uh, YouTube and it's a short film and lots of scientific information on the process of grounding. So definitely check it out. I really like that analogy that and how you explain that because I think that that's digestible for anyone to understand with the mother's heartbeat and how Earth is Gaia, Mother Earth. And it also has mm -hmm. like that steady flow of energy. And I myself, I noticed like I do feel so much more centered when, even if I just go outside for like 60 seconds or something and take my shoes off and stretch and yeah. stand on the ground. It's just, you, you can really feel that. So anyone listening who hasn't tried grounding, definitely implement it into your day, daily routine if possible, even if it's just for a few minutes a day. It's so beneficial. Yes. I want to talk about psychic surgery. 
Um, <laughs> yes. So I've seen psychic surgery through my Re- my Reiki master and during Reiki, and so I am a little bit familiar with it. When you do psychic surgery, is it a similar process? Are you using like the energies to float, to move things around that are in the body that are trapped? Or talk to me about your method of psychic surgery and explain what it is, please, to listeners. Sure. So from the intuition medicine model, we have different energy systems and, you know, it correlates a lot with Chinese medicine Mm -hmm. too in, in the pathways and meridians. So when we talk about the brain in intuition medicine, we're, we're looking at where a lot of our stuff is stored in our genetic tapes, in our memory banks, and how that creates neural pathways, mm-hmm. right? That are why they're like code that's wired in our operating system. So when I talk about psychic surgery, I'm talking about getting to where this information that's this unhealthy memories or ancestral memories or information is coded in like literally like you have an operating system and there's programs like windows 11 or whatever (laughs) that is your operating system and there's files and all of this and where i'm looking for the source of where this unhealthy belief system you know habit whatever it is, where is it? Where's the original file for that so that we can delete that file. And our methodology involves using a metallic frequency like copper Mm -hmm. and uh, infusing that area with copper and then resetting the client system using their Kundalini energy because Kundalini is an epigenetic energy and it helps repair your DNA and kind of does that reset on your body. It's always working to evolve you to where you're going in your journey and then flushing them with what we call their original essence energy, their soul seed energy. So it's a process that isn't always a one and done thing with psychic surgery in this case, because think about like a hardwired program. It may take time because if you start ruminating or thinking about the things again, you're just triggering that neural pathway to light up again. Mm-hmm. And and the chemicals, the hormones, and everything that's generated with those thoughts flood your body and reactivate the memory or the disturbing thought or belief or whatever it is. So you're actually reliving that over and over again. And there was a neurophysicist, or I think she was a neuro scientists of some sort. I don't know what exactly, I can't remember exactly, but Jill Bolte Taylor did a Ted talk. She had a stroke. And as a person who studies the brain, Mm -hmm. she knew exactly what was happening. And she was slipping into like her logical mind on, you know, during the stroke Mm -hmm. and then her very expansive side of her mind during others. So she was having this really amazing, she wrote a book about it too. My stroke of I forget. Oh, I always forget the name of the title of her book. But anyways, it's something with stroke, Jill Bolte Taylor. But she talks about what was happening physiologically mm-hmm. and also like how, what was coming up for her emotionally through her process. And she had to relearn everything, like wow. how to speak again, walk again, whatever. And what she discovered was anytime she had an unpleasant thought or got angry or whatever, as she was relearning this new way of, of being, she realized that she had 90 seconds in which to stop 
like really cut off the bud of that feeling, thought, whatever, before it flooded her bodies with the chemicals, mm -hmm. with the neuropeptides and everything, and created a physiological response, like getting tense or whatever it was. She realized she had the opportunity to control her thoughts. And that's exactly what this form of psychic surgery is getting to the root cause of where the thought mm -hmm. originated from, cauterizing it, and then using your body's natural healing abilities and, and energy medicine to like rinse out or eradicate any of the effects that thought has had on your physiology. Wow, it's so amazing. And one thing that you said that kind of really resonated actually for me, I, I always use the analogy too of programs. It's just the kind of like easy analogy for people to understand and remember. And so I find that even though we do the work, maybe necessarily to your point, is that these programs can get relaunched through emotions or triggers. And I actually had a session last week. It was last week. I was trying to think it was this week or last week. Just last week, I had a session and it was a, a different style of hypnosis. I wanted to try it out. And so I'm having this session and lo and behold, Nicole, I had all of these things running subconsciously in the background that shocked me because I was like, I've already done the work on this. I'm like, what is happening? How did this program get relaunched? And it was like fear of being seen, like all of this stuff. And I was like, whoa. And so it's really important that just because we do the work one time on something, that we also recognize that things happen throughout the day or maybe situations or small little things that re-trigger it. And boop, that window pops right back open and those neural pathways, you know, and all those emotions start running and it could be going on in the background and impacting our life. And we don't even know it. <laughs> I was so shocked. <laughs> I'm with you on that, Jennifer. I've, I've had healing sessions too where I'm like, something else is now there or the same thing that I thought I eradicated. Yes, I exactly. was like, wait, this because again? <laughs> I know. And it's because we do have choice, right? We have choices. And the more aware and conscious we are of what we're allowing ourselves to think about yes. and believe and all that stuff. And a while back, we were talking about that sacred space that we can go to for healing. Mm -hmm. And I always call it the place of truth and transformation because there exists only truth. And that's the thing that I always like try to remind myself mm -hmm. is like, what's the truth, right? And like getting to our like real truth, not the fear, not the judgment, all the stuff that like clouds the truth, but what is the, like, the truth? And when we can get there, then we, we can stop living in that fear-based way of our thoughts and everything else. But, you know, we're human. We're still learning. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd love to shift gears a little bit because I would like yeah. to know about how hereditary issues are passed down. And again, I love, you know, knowing about like research is a resource that supports that theory. And how do we know that we're dealing with something mm -hmm. that's not necessarily ours, but that was given to us? Yes. So with our, let, let's just look at from our DNA, right? We know that there's a lot of things that they're still discovering about DNA and thinking about also what gets imprinted and coded into the DNA. And there's still a lot of, you know, unknowns about that. But when you are in utero, when you're in your, you know, mother's womb, Think about the emotional experiences mm -hmm. your mom is having, right? 
and how her body's chemistry can be impacting your body's chemistry and imprinting your body's chemistry. And I remember reading a book a long time ago by Yonla Van Zandt, and she was talking about how we're birthed into this world and how that like can affect us. And I think her story was, it was really a chaotic birthing for her. I like something involving a taxi cab and being rushed to, you know, like that kind of thing. Makes it easy in a movie. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And also like, what was your mom's emotional state Mm -hmm. during your whole gestational period? And I, so I think about the chemical, right? We know that our emotions create chemical reactions in our body. And we know that if we were surrounded or brought up in a a loving environment and calming environment that can really impact what are the way we are. So this example I always use because it was so profound for me when I realized it. it was, you know, I had this story for a long time that I wasn't good enough or worthy or, you know, I, I always felt like I had to prove myself. And I didn't know where that came from because I had a mother that was very, loving and supportive and you know just like told us all the time how me and my sisters were amazing we could do anything so I'm like where did this like belief and I never had anyone like else tell me anything like oh you're not worth nobody like there that didn't exist so I'm like where did this come Mm. from like it can't just come out of the air right so through an experience I was journaling and I realized that it was because my mother was raised in a not very loving and supportive household. And she struggled with her self-worth and feeling lovable and deserving that I took that on, whether it was a chemical thing or just an emotional thing. Cause you know, being very empathic or sensitive, being around my mother and seeing how she was and she allowed, seeing how she was allowing herself to be treated in her relationships that I took this on And it was like, oh my God, like my head exploded. I was like, oh my God, it's not even mine. And I can do something about it now. Like it came from her and, you know, thank you mom for, you know, giving me something that I can work on and heal, but it wasn't even mine. Mm -hmm. And I could easily let that go. And like, it wasn't anything that I created, right? It just was absorbed or fell or carried through to me. And that's an experience or a way that I think we can look at, especially when there's unhealed things in your lineage that, you know, maybe that you inherited that. And also maybe you're the one that can now do something about it and help create a healing for all generations past and present. Well, I actually have a question that came up with that whole, with all that information that you're giving. And so Mm -hmm. back to my childhood, I was pretty unstable. My mom suffered with schizophrenia. It was undiagnosed for many years. But along with that came like a lot of fear from her. She was always scared that we're being chased, very fearful that people were watching us. And so I grew up in a very heavy fear-based environment. And I feel like we're still doing the work. Clearly that program <laughs> was relaunched. But I'm always concerned about my son and like, I don't want him to pick up on that. When I tell him like, you're always safe and I reassure him. But when we talk about empathetic, you know, empathic energy and that transfer. So being now like the parent who is carrying that wound, what tools or techniques can I do to make sure that my child doesn't pick up on that or hasn't already? Like, what would you tell someone like me? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Thank you. So first of all, I would heal whatever the connection was that you and your mother had 
with her having, you know, her illness mm -hmm. and the fear and all that. Like I would actually look at and see if there's anything unresolved in your contract with your mom that could be affecting you in present time. Yeah. I would start there. It because, probably is for sure. <laughs> because what if Jennifer, the reason why you're called to, you know, your reason why your mom birthed you and the reason why you're called to do this work is to help heal yeah. what she went through. Yeah. Right. We can look mm -hmm. at that. So you can look at maybe what's still outstanding. You can rewrite, you can dissolve complete agreements and contracts or create a new one and also create one for yourself. Mm -hmm. Like this is your own soul contract where you're like, I'm no longer going to carry this into my family's lineage going forward. And you could put in what you would like your new contract to create mm -hmm. for your son's mm -hmm. future, you know, their children's future, whatever. And I would also look at like clearing any cords, energy still outstanding yeah. from that out of your system and asking your higher self or your guide or whoever you use to find any mm -hmm. sources of those remnants that are still existing. And then I would clear any cords because a lot of times mothers still have cords with their children until they reach a certain age and then they don't. Like some cords are actually beneficial because you need to have this connection with your children. How old is your son? My son is 12. Okay. So probably like looking at any courting you have with mm -hmm. your son and then helping to clear any energy that is from your mother that has been passed on to you yeah. that, you know, through him. Yeah. Thank you for that. I, mean, I was just thinking, you know, like I worry about that sometimes. I'm like, I hope I'm not subconsciously transferring, you know, that over to him. And I do worry about that as a parent. So and I hear you because I don't have children, but my mom was a big worrier mm -hmm. too. And when I find myself worrying, I'm like, oh no, I don't want to be my mother. You know, like, so I hear you on that fear of <laughs> not wanting to be like her parent. Well, I appreciate Nicole, you sharing all of your wisdom with us today. And it was really fun to learn about your modality of healing and all the tools and techniques. And I also really enjoy seeing the similarities in different modalities too. You know, as I mentioned earlier, if listeners want to connect with you, where, where can they find you online? And if you can also give your website as well. Yes. So my website is divineflowhealing.com. And on Instagram, my handle is divineflowcreative and Facebook divineflowenergyhealing. So you can reach out to me there. I would, I'm always happy to do free consults with people. So if you're not sure and I, you know, it's always a great thing to meet someone before we work together yeah. and have a little 20 minute chat about what's going on for you. Cause maybe I'm not the person to help you and I can refer you to someone that is, I'd love that. Or if you want to follow and subscribe, blah, 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 mm -hmm. then I'm help. I'm always giving out some value here and there. So I'd love for that. And I do have some great, like free opt-ins things. So you can find those on my Instagram bio and also on my website. Lovely. And I'll make sure to include all of the links uh, so that listeners can find you online. It's again, it's been so lovely connecting with you today. Do you have any final thoughts that you would like to leave us with bef before we end our conversation? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you, Jennifer. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. I love the conversation. But the one thing I want to just have people take away mm -hmm. with is the grounding piece, because yeah. I do feel that a lot of our issues could be lessened if we practice more presence 
and being in this moment and having our energy mm -hmm. be in the present moment. So start to ask your body, how would you like to be grounded to the earth and listen to your body's intuitive wisdom and you're not making it up. So if your body's like, Ooh, a rainbow, imagine that you're connected to the earth mm -hmm. with a rainbow. Okay. Like listen to your body because there's healing properties in those colors. Listen to your body and start working and practicing on your grounding. It'll really help. Yes, it really does help. I think I might actually go ground after this. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It was lovely connecting with you. My pleasure. Thank, thank you. you. This podcast is brought to you by The Soul Experience, quantum healing hypnosis. Are you ready to embark on an inward journey of quantum healing? Quantum healing hypnosis is the most profound method of inner work and self-healing someone can do while on a spiritual path. In a single session, you experience past life regression, exploration between lifetimes, self-healing performed by your subconscious, release of trapped trauma, and answers to your most important life questions. Your higher self has a message for you and is here to help you and guide you on this life journey. Book a session today with Jennifer Mitchell at thesoulexperiences.com.